0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, Chicago, ESPN Chicago, allow me to reintroduce myself, my name is Mackinab Dollar. live from the old National Bank Studio, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brands radio station.
1: here on ESPN Chicago, the ESPN Chicago app. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Chris Bleck has the night off. Tyler Aki is in for Chris Bleck, and we're talking Bears with you. Talking about this article written by Courtney Cronin and Jeremy Fowler, quoting multiple front office sources about the Bears and their decision with Justin Fields, what they could get back for that first overall pick that was solidified over the weekend from the Panthers. And there's a lot of decisions to be made. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What do you think the Bears should do with Justin Fields? Because I think we all kind of believe that Matt Eberflus is going to be back. It's kind of pointing in that direction. In fact, Matt Eberflus joined Waddle and Sylvie earlier today, and Sylvie flat out asked him. Have you been told whether or not you will be back next season?
2: Yeah, all, all those conversations we're going to have um, right after the season here. So, you know, we're obviously, you know, all locked in on Green Bay right now, game planning as we speak, and we'll have all those conversations, you know, with the players, uh, with the coaches, I will have with GM ownership, and uh, I welcome them to have those uh, conversations, and uh, it's how you grow and get better.
3: But y- you've been very detailed with us about evaluating those players and what you're going to be a part of. It just seems like with the momentum and with some of the reports out there, and you've even been a little more at ease lately with us,
2: like you haven't been told at all about your future with this team? Yeah, like I said, all those conversations will happen next week, and as they should. You know, that's at the end. That's when it's, uh, it's over. It's unfortunate. You know that we, you know, couldn't, uh, you know, crack into the playoffs this year, but we got one game left.
1: But Sylvie's kind of right, though. Yeah, like if you read between the lines, or I guess listen between the phrases that uh, Matt Eberflus has been saying, talking about evaluating players for next season, asked about. Uh, calling the defense next season because he likes calling the defense. You could bring in another defensive assistant, but then, you know, he likes yeah. calling the defense on game day and it, it's
3: working. It'd be no different than what Sean McVay does yeah. or Kyle Shanahan. Absolutely. It's just the other side of the ball. And it's been working. It's not like yeah. the defense got worse when he took over play calling, they got better. And it's not like I've noticed a lapse in judgment with clock management or anything like mm-hmm. that either. Not at all. Like, I, I haven't noticed any of that. Maybe I'm forgetting something, but. No, not like there are some
1: situations, you know, late in the game or at the close a half, but nothing egregious like we've seen in the beginning of the season. You know, right. like the, the Broncos game, whether or not he should have gone forward or kicked the field mm-hmm. goal, which was, you know, and then they, they it ends up in Justin Fields fumbling the football and they lose that game. But there haven't been a lot of they're also winning. Like, yeah. There's not a lot to nitpick when you're winning. Right. You know, like when you win a game, sure, you can nitpick, you know, oh, why'd you call this? What happened on this? You know, Fields throws an interception, which he didn't do on Sunday. Mm -hmm. What happened on this play? Like, yeah, obviously, you know, he did also say in in his press conference yesterday that there's a lot to work on from that game. There's still mistakes that you make. Yeah. But when you win, nothing really kind of changes. So let's go to Steve on the north side. What's up, Steve? Yes.
4: I was I had a, a question or two. Remember, why the Bears didn't hire a, another defensive coordinator? And uh, uh, and I, I guess uh, just a, a, a statement I was saying. I think that they, this game should be for them, the, their Super Bowl. The coaches should be able to impart that to them that this is they have a chance to knock off Green Bay out of the playoffs, and uh, this should be their Super Bowl. And so you know, other than Anything other than a last minute touchdown loss or maybe a field goal should just be unacceptable. And the the coaches, uh, I'm trying to figure who the who hires the, the GM and the coaches because the whoever I don't know if it's president of operations, but they basically repeated the same mistake twice. They've hired people with no experience, no track record of any success, and yet they're expecting different results.
1: No, that's that's fair, Steve. Appreciate the phone call. I mean, obviously they didn't need to hide they hired an offensive assistant or defensive assistant, I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they Bill had, snow. yeah, but they haven't had a need for a defensive coordinator because the defense
3: has improved. Well, I think part of it too, like think about when it happened. It happened at a time when it felt like Eberflus was gonna be on the outs at the end of the year. Yeah. And he may have said, you know what, I'm putting matters in my own hands. I'm the only one that can save my job at this oh, yeah. point. Plus who are you really finding at that point? You're either promoting from within and creating a deficit somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can just poach someone from another team. No. And if, if someone's just out there on the open market right now, they're probably not that good. Yeah. So, Or they would have had to have been fired from another team at that time. And you got to bring them in to find and, and be tailored to your system, too. But Matt Eberflus probably said, you know what? I don't like the way things are being called. I don't like the way things are working here. I am going to control my own destiny at yeah. this point. And guess what? It worked. He literally saved his own job because of the way that the defense has been rolling.
1: Well, and the players are developing, too. Yes. Like mm-hmm. the younger players that that Ryan Poles has brought in are being developed under Matt Eberflus. Now, the most important player might not be being developed. But I think that this, you know, game against the Packers... Justin Fields can have the same success as he did yeah. against the uh the Falcons. Like the Falcons are a fine team. They're a top 10 team in defense in some metrics, but if you look at their defensive DVOA, I'm trying to f- they're 21st in defensive DVOA. Mm-hmm. The Packers are 28th yeah. in defensive DVOA. Like I know they had a good game against the Vikings. It's a divisional game and you you face horrible quarterbacks. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know the dude's name that started the first half, but I do know. Jaron Hall, yeah. Yeah, Jaron Hall came in, and then Nick Mullins came in in the second half, and mm-hmm. like, it
3: wasn't a game. It was tailor-made cuz there is talent on that defense. Yeah, it's just they haven't been able to put everything together this year. No, it's and I th- kind of Chargers-esque. I think that you you know
1: they struggle to stop the run. The Bears will be able to run the football. I think DJ Moore will have another big game. I don't know if he'll set the record by having another, you know, over 200-yard game, but I think that the the Bears will have opportunities to score. It this is more of a game for I believe the Bears defense to show up and stop what Jordan Love has been able to do especially last week against a good Vikings defense you know they blitzed all the time and that leaves guys open and Jordan Love was able to find those guys you know whether it's in the flat whether it's on the side whatever he did he was able to find guys open and it worked for them and you know they beat the crap out of the Vikings I think this will be a close game I think the three point line is is very well set the Bears being a three point dog up in Green Bay yeah. and I think this will be this should be a i don't know if it's their Super Bowl but I think you should know what this means for the team ending on a win ending having having a winning streak at the end of the season the momentum for next year i think this means a lot let's go to chase he's on the south side what's up chase what's up you okay
4: Uh,
5: what's up hold on you call me call me black uh, I, that was a mistake. I, I, I'm so used to, you know. I'm sorry. No, hold on. You're I, he's reading the
1: script. He's going back on hold for a second. See, Chase has done this from time to time mm-hmm. when Chris is here. He goes, Chris, I have a question for you, and I just sit out. <laughs> I feel I don't feel I don't feel the love that I used to get from Chase. So just I'll doesn't... sit this one out. No, no, no. In, we'll in see. Who he, no, no, we'll see who he wants to ask the question to. If he knows, if he if he's going to go along with a good bit, he might just ask you the question uh, and ice me out again. <laughs> so we'll see. Let's go to Chase on the South Side. What's
5: up, Chase? Chase? No, no. no you know what? I'm sorry. I'm Tyler. Does that make you feel better? Though yes, That's it does. Today.
1: It does. Yes, thank you.
5: Uh, oh, okay, Tyler. What's up, dude? What up, Chase? <laughs> hey, hey. So <laughs> I got to ask you this question, right? So who are you asking? If you end the, if you end the season, right, and the Bears go eight nine, right, and I think I asked this question several times, right? They they finished the season eight nine. Okay, nobody expected that, right? Everybody predicted seven and ten early in the season now i've said before they finished 8-9 would you consider this season a failure or success regardless now if they lose to green bay would you still consider the season a failure if they lose to green bay
1: um no i don't think the season's a failure if they it depends on how they lose yeah yeah i think i think it depends on the final score if it looks like it did the first week and they just come out totally flat (laughs) and the uh you okay chase
6: yeah, I'm okay.
1: Okay, uh, if they come out and they look, you know, prepared, and they lose a game uh, like a field goal at the end of the game, then I don't think it's a failure. If they get blown out again, like they did at yeah. the beginning of the season, then yeah, I would say, all right, you made a bunch of progress, but you still can't beat the Packers.
5: Yeah. Okay. Like when I call when I call Carmen Yerko early today, I was making a reference about you know this debate. You know, are you hear? You know, you got you got fifty, like a hundred people calls right. Out of the 100, you got 50 to say the Bears should keep fields and build around them. Mm-hmm. And then you got the other half saying the Bears should trade them, get rid of them, you know, whatever. I just, it's just getting to the point where I'm sort of in the middle. You know, like a part of me wants them to keep them and build around them, but another part of me is kind of undecisive. I just feel like I just want them to get it right. That's all I want them to do. I just want them to get us right because I'm so sick and tired of every year after year after year we keep having these debates about. Do we have the guy or not? It's time that we finally start having these debates about hey, is do we have a quarterback that can win the MVP and is he better than uh uh Lamar Jackson? Uh you know, we we need to start having these conversations instead of right now, we have the guy or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just those these are the consistently debates over and over. I mean, you hear the the talk shows, first take and get up and to speak on Fox Sports One. It's like Never nonstop. Sure. Of if the Bears should keep Justin or draft Caleb Williams, he's going to be better or not. It's just a back and forth debate. It's almost like the Jordan and LeBron debate. Is it's just it's so. I, that's why I cannot wait till the draft get here so we can just end this because it's just I just want them to get it right. I don't care who it is, whether it's Fields, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jay and Daniels, whoever it is, just get it right so we can get this going in the right direction. That's all i want them to do. Just get it right. All right, thanks, Chase. Appreciate the call. All right, you guys have a good uh, good night. Happy New Year too. You too. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Let's go
1: to Leon's in Evergreen Park. What's up, Leon?
4: Hey, fellas, how you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I've been watching the band for fifty-two years. Okay. Coach Evil Flo started out rocky, you know, didn't show any improvement, but now he's starting to show improvement. Uh, I think we should go on and bring him back, Justin back. Get Gentry an assistant and run this back, because you can see it on the field if you know what you're looking at. And I don't think they should train for a quarterback and get one in the third or fourth round and to, and try to develop him. You know what you got in your hand. You don't know what you're going to get. And, and for the last 15 years, they keep on getting these quarterbacks wrong. If your generational talent You're not 2-9 and against ranked teams in two years, okay? Mm -hmm. I watch their games. Drake May, Caleb Williams. I don't watch the highlights. I watch the games, just like I watched the two games last night. I think there's two or three quarterbacks better than those two guys. Hands down, they don't have the arm strength. They can make throws. But when they play tougher competition, just like when Drake May played Clemson, he looks terrible. We got the quarterback here. He's built for Chicago. He's a, he's the son of a marine. He got all the intangibles. You want to break that up? I remember when they brought Cedric Benson here, and and how they worked out with Thomas Jones. Mm-hmm. And they let Cedric Benson get his ass whooped in uh in in the OTAs and stuff because they did not like him. He messed up the chemistry of the team. The team is moving in the right direction. Justin, whether he's here or not, he's going to succeed in spite of the coaching. Because the coaching lost three games this year for sure. Yeah. The game plan that they had for the Cardinals, it should have been for the Browns. We're the only team that gave the Browns fits. We should have wondered how many games is – Somebody's going to drop a touchdown on this kid, and he's going to get blamed for it. How many touchdowns have they dropped this year? A lot. A lot. I love Patrick Mahomes, but he's not playing up this part this year. Well, his yeah, teammates are.
1: Yeah, his teammates are. Leon, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think that, like, he, there's too much to weigh, though, because they have the first pick. Right. You know what I mean? Let's go to Rick on the north side. What's up, Rick?
2: Hey, guys. Yeah, let's take a look at Justin Fields' record against winning teams. Uh, You've got one win. Uh, I think it's against the Lions, and they haven't been game busters lately. Look, if Justin Fields was the guy, we would not be having the debate over whether or not the Bears should take a quarterback with the overall pick in the first round. Be a slam dunk. Wouldn't even be asking the question. My take is this. You take Caleb Williams, you trade Justin Fields. You might be able to get a late first, maybe an early second round form. Now, you take a look at the Minnesota game. Uh, they went there with a field goal. Vikings didn't have their starting quarterback. They didn't have the best receiver in football in Justin Jefferson. Take a look at the Cleveland game. I sat back and watched that fourth quarter, and Justin Fields was outplayed by a 39-year-old quarterback, soon to be 40. He, this time last year, was sitting at home on his couch, drinking beer, eating pizza, watching the NFL on Fox. Uh, I, it, it's sense. a slam dunk that Justin Fields is not the guy. And what, you know, if I was Ryan Poles, I'd be somewhat insulted by you know, the types of you know, uh, re- re- receivers uh, uh, saying that, hey, you know, we, we need to keep Justin. Uh, you know, they got their number one. What's his overall record? You can't look at the last couple games and say, "Oh wow, he had a great game against Atlanta." I mean, that Atlanta Falcon team was deplorable. I mean, that was—I mean, that was about half a step above an arena football team. Well, but they're better. Than, they, Rick, to, they're
1: better than that. The Falcons yeah, are better yeah. than that. We appreciate the phone call. The Falcons are better than that. Yeah. Like, and he's had more than one good game he's had a, a multiple good games yeah and i think the argument of why it's not a slam dunk because is is because of the haul you could get right for that first round pick well the
3: the thing is is, is the, i don't think this is a justin fields conversation this is a you have the number one overall it's a situational pick conversation, conversation right because yeah like i, I did this with pat yesterday like you go through every single team in the league if they were in your shoes right now where they made a trade in the offseason with the Carolina Panthers and they have the first overall pick in this year's draft mm-hmm. probably 21 anywhere between 21 and 25 teams are probably moving on from their quarterback Absolutely. situation Absolutely. Absolutely. So are you telling me that Justin Fields is one of the 11 best or 11 most promising quarterbacks in football right now? That that's what you're weighing at this point. And you're weighing building And getting multiple
1: first-round picks Mm. for the next few years, right? As opposed to just taking a guy and starting over.
0: You're listening to Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
1: All right. It's Bleck Tyler is in for Chris Black. We're leading you into coverage of Northwestern at Illinois. That game is coming up for you tonight at 745. Speaking of sporting events... Tyler. Mm-hmm. Producing the show tonight is Justin Pottinger and Kevin Zipak. Yeah. And Justin posed this question to us earlier today What's the worst place to get sick? Now, there's different variances of sick because that's yeah. what I had to respond. I responded, I pulled it to Chuck Klosterman, and I asked, answered a question with a question. Mm-hmm. Define sick. Right. Are we talking bubbly guts? Are we mm-hmm. talking which like. Which end is Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which way Where are we going? Which way now? are we going? Are we going... Top are or you, bottom? Are you throwing up? Are you, are you, do you have a fever? And Justin Pottinger was on a trip over the holidays
7: yes, and got
1: very sick.
7: Very sick. I, I was coming home from Florida, and I, I, I would imagine the worst place you can get sick. This is what led up to the question. And I threw up on the plane in the bathroom. It was awful. But you made it to the bathroom. Awful experience. Made it to the bathroom barely though. Like when I say, was there like, a line or no line? No, dude, if there was a line, it would have gone everywhere. <laughs> like It was. It, it was. I was. I get comfortable. Like when I go to the airport, I'm the type of guy that I'm wearing slides, sweatpants. So when I'm in my seat, I have like my slides off. Dude, I ran to the bathroom. Wait, with are, my you socks. are you barefoot? Are you? No. Let me get there. It was. It was. It was to the point, dude. Like. I'm a germaphobe, so I, like, would have my shoes on, but it was an emergency. I was sprinting there. I was in the bathroom almost barefoot, dude. It was disgusting. It was awful. I'm pretty sure there was piss on my feet. Like, dude, (laughs) it was so bad. (laughs) The only good part is that it was, like, 20 minutes till we were landing. So I was – I was just in there until the flight attendant gave me the little knock on the door basically saying, Get out of there. Dude, <laughs> it was it was rough. It's, I had that
3: once, but I was hung over on a plane and okay, okay, that's different. That's your own doing. Yeah, that's my own doing, but it's like we were almost landing, but I was feeling like, Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Like yeah. I, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. And the seatbelt sign was on, but I was like, duty calls, like sometimes no, you gotta do what you gotta matter. do. Yeah, we was us. And then, But they made an announcement when I got, like, I'm in the hallway or, like, the little aisle, and then they make an announcement over the loudspeaker. Uh, Could you please sit down? Yeah, and I got shamed out of it. So I was like, hockey, please return to your seat. So I had to play hero ball for the rest of the flight. And I I survived, but it it was not easy.
1: See, to me, my response is the worst I could do is the other end. Mm -hmm. So I've eaten something. I've got the rumbly tums. Something's coming out of the, the other end. Mm-hmm. And I am at a sporting event where people have just been going all day. Because mm-hmm. I've been in the bathrooms at Soldier Field a bunch of times. Never sat down. Proud to say I never will. I'm just going home at that point. Because to me <laughs> how that's how can you survive though? See, like- that's the problem. Is at a sporting event, whether you're at the at Soldier Field or at the United Center or wherever, that's the longest distance between you and and a home base. Mm-hmm. Like if you're throwing up. Well,
3: especially Soldier Field.
1: I'll throw up anywhere. Like yeah, that doesn't no matter shame. to me. Yeah, there's no shame. I'll throw up because I don't have to actually like come into physical contact with anything. If I have the other end, I'm, I don't want to be at a concert. I don't want to be at a sporting event. If I'm on a plane, whatever. Planes are fine. I don't want to be at a place where there are up to 60,000 other people that are all using the same
3: facilities that I'm trying to use. Counterpoint. What if, well, we'll use concert here, what if you're at a concert and it's like a total chick thing but you're going with your wife? Like, I went to Beyonce with my girlfriend okay, and there were no lines for any of the men's rooms. That's fair. I don't do...
1: I haven't been to one of those Mm -hmm. where there's been like a a ton of space in the men's room Uh because no, there's no other dudes there basically (laughs) except for like the dads bringing their daughters and boyfriends bringing their girlfriends. Yep. Um, So I wouldn't know that situation but that wouldn't be as bad. But like, if I'm at a concert and it's 90% dudes usually <laughs> like that is like yeah. I'm just like well I guess I'll see this band the next time they come around
3: Riot Fest where there's nothing but porta potties
1: no then I then I call it a favor <laughs> I, go to the, I go to the good bathrooms in the back all that look privilege. at you I've been at Lollapalooza Everyman, Adam Abdullah. I've been at Lollapalooza and definitely left the festival to go use a facility outside of the festival to like a hotel and then gone back in I think I walked to a, a bar Okay. And I just went to, and I was like, "This is better than a porta potty at a three at a, fi- a four day music festival on day three of Dude, a four day music though, festival." You got to go hotel. I think a bar was closest, so like I just went, ever, went to whatever was closest, and it was fine. But to me, a sporting event
3: is worse. Is than, worse than a porta potty? Uh,
7: no, than a plane.
3: Oh, than a plane? Yeah.
7: Um, if I if I were to gotten sick though, like at the start of the flight, I think it would have been so like. 10 times worse like imagine it being like a five hour flight and you're getting sick an hour in it i couldn't even do that dude i'm not a big plane person to begin with like i don't like flying okay so this was just this was awful this was hell yeah for
3: five me. five hour flight like that's difficult five hour flight that is a personal hell type of issue there yeah Okay, now I'm being called Cap in the Twitch chat for calling in a
1: favor at Ridefest. Fest. I know people that work for the festival. I get a press pass. I'm allowed to go in the back to the press bathrooms. It's called calling in a favor. Yeah, I don't see what the problem Capped is. Don't give me the finger, there. Kevin Z-Pack, Give me the finger back there. I can, I have access to the press bathrooms. I'm sorry. It's not like any. It's not anything weird. It's just okay. A,
3: you're just not the everyman anymore. You've lost your everyman card. That's
1: fine. I'm fine not being the everyman. <laughs>
3: at a festival i'm absolutely <laughs> fine with that you're you're down low-key you are cringing right now that you just had to say that you just had to issue that yeah, statement
1: that's fine i don't care Deep i do that hurts you it does hurt a little yeah, bit your you sure used to be a property anymore oh, man god forbid i don't have to pee in port in in porta potties that have been used for four days straight that's not a bad thing to me it's so a good what, thing what, to is, me.
3: what is the press bathroom though is it just less used porta potties? Cuz like all porta it's, potties are disgusting. So have you been
1: to the um have you been in one of those like tra- those like, trailer, oh, like bathrooms? trailer bathrooms? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's
3: one of those. Okay. So it's like a trailer bathroom that's gotcha. not a it's basically a porta it potty. It basically is but it's nicer and it yeah. you, like it's it's one of those things where you have like the facility or like the people that are putting it on are paying for it and are paying yes. like a lot of money for yes. it too. Yeah, so it's less used. Yeah, and I don't okay. go
1: there every time. If I have to, if I have to, if I'm standing, I just go to the porta potty. I don't care. That's the different. The difference. I'm saying if I had a situation where I knew I was going to make a mess, I'm going into a better facility for myself. I don't see anybody would do it. Any man would do it. Anybody in the chat, you're all just jealous. <laughs> Chelsea's a stinky cologne, and I can smell it through the chat right now. So, Kevin, what about you? Where's the worst place you could could, uh, be sick?
3: Yeah, I I mean, I said, first thing that sprang to mind to me earlier when uh, Justin proposed this was like a a concert venue, kind of like an older, dingier one where, like, you were really excited for the show, and you're just, you're in the bathroom, and there's a lot of people, and you're missing the show. That, that to me, would be pretty bad. And then you said, like, a sporting event. I have no shame... Blowing up a stall at Guaranteed Rate Field.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh. well, I mean the the joke there yeah. is uh-huh. that those facilities aren't used as much because of ah, the I've
3: really <fart> done it at the UC. I don't care. Kevin's pooping at a trough. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I did have one when I was a kid uh, at church. I threw up in like Sunday school. Ooh. And and then I have to do, like, the walk of shame out with, like, the Sunday school teacher to find my parents, uh. like, in the pews and stuff like that. And then, like, point, like, there that's where they are. That's them. I just and threw a they, get them. And then they have to take the walk of shame to come find me while the minister is preaching out to the people the, the good word. And it's just like, oh, like... I, I was too young to actually feel shame about it, but like, yeah, you thinking don't know. about it from like a parent's perspective, and you're like,
1: oh my that's, God. That would suck. This kid. Okay, so, plain sporting event for any anything with a lot of people for me, yours is the shame of being called out for being <laughs> sick. I think yeah. for me, it's definitely the throwing up, though. Like, I don't care about throwing up, I'll throw up anywhere. I've thrown, yeah. up, I've thrown up all over the city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll throw up in any in any facility in any porta potty Cause then you're just adding to the throw-up. Like, what am right. I like I just feel bad for people when I go to the porta potty and I see that what's in there, and I'm like, oh, that dude's having a bad day. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not fun for anybody. Right. Uh, we'll take more of your bears. Calls 312 332 3776
0: Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Thank you to Kevin Zipak
1: and Justin Poninger for producing tonight's show. In about eight minutes from now, you will hear Northwestern and Illinois right here on ESPN Chicago. Chris Black has the night off. Tyler Aki sitting in for Chris. I guess. Thank you for sitting in. Anytime, tonight. appreciate it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're still talking Bears. Jeff is listening on the ESPN Chicago app in Washington D.C. What's up, Jeff?
5: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. I uh, just like you guys and some of your other callers. You know, I don't really care if they keep fields or they draft a the quarterback. Just really want them to get it right. But I wanted to ask your guys' opinion. Uh, don't you think Polls has kind of shown his cards a little bit? Uh, you know, this report came out that Fluth is going to stay, and most people think that's going to be the case. I can't imagine they would want to draft a quarterback under, you know, uh, Fluth in this regime and have him develop the quarterback, seeing how Justin's development has gone, you know, slowly. So I uh, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Also, quick food question, Masher Pass, pork tenderloin. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Mm-hmm
1: all right jeff thanks, Whoa, thanks for the call. answer yeah pass because uh, i don't dine on swine so pork tenderloin smash or pass i
3: i'll go smash i like a good por- pork tenderloin little okay. uh, mustard uh, like a dijon mustard uh top on it too okay. like I, I i like a good pork tenderloin
1: all right all right all right so smash or pass kevin gave the thumbs up kevin smash or pass easy easy smash all right pottinger I'm gonna smash that all day. Alright, three smashes, one pass for uh religious purposes. <laughs> Ken is in Baltimore also listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Take us wherever you go, all over the world, the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Ken?
6: Hey man, thanks for taking my call. First of all, man, the fans spoke up. That was like a that was like that gladiator flick Russell Crowe was in. Just in food. You know, come on, give give me that. And then, you know, people want to sit up here and say, well, this is his third year. Well, he was playing musical chairs in his first season with, with uh, Nagy. The second year, he had one receiver, Mooney, who could be a number two at best. But look what he did. He almost beat the uh, Packers at home season opener. He almost beat an undefeated Minnesota Viking team at home. If he had this defense when he was in Dallas, they win. So, you know, the meltdowns that the people talking about that came in a, this season, I'm like, where were you at last year? And then on top of that, he had 10-point leads. How did they get there? Justin Fields. Now, asking, I need to ask myself, I'm going to ask everybody this question. If Kelsey Kittle commit. If he throw that ball to those tight ends, are we winning in Cleveland? Of course we are. And he threw a dime to uh, Darnell Mooney. For hell, Mary, are you kidding me? They lost in Cleveland in the trenches, baby. They didn't have a center. They didn't have an all-pro guard. That's where they lost that game at. It wasn't Justin Fields. They got their ass kicked in the trenches. What they need to do is give Justin Fields some help on the outside. Get him Marvin Harris and then get him an all-pro center or get him an all-pro guard, draft him a tackle, or get him an all-pro center and get him an all-pro tackle and draft him a guard. Get him some help up front. We got a different guy because I know one thing for sure. If Justin Field was playing for John Harbaugh, we're not having this conversation at all. So, hey, that's my two cents. Thanks for taking my call, fellas. Thanks, good Ken. It, Thanks, Ken. Good Appreciate good it.
1: Show. Have a good one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Just, I do think that you know there is the there was the you know one of the quotes from the article from Courtney Cronin on ESPN.com talking to all these multiple league sources about Justin Fields is one was I think he can thrive in a system like Atlanta where he's not forced mm-hmm. to throw the ball as much. If he can thrive in another organization, why can't
3: he thrive here? You but know? isn't that kind of tell like? Where he's not forced to throw as much. Like, you're the quarterback.
1: Yes, you are. And I think that you can do both. He's gotten slightly better as a passer this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that he's using his legs less than he was last year, obviously. Mm -hmm. He's not going to have nearly as many yards uh, rushing as he did last year. I think that you can have kind of have the best of both worlds. I think that if you do upgrade the center position, if you do upgrade another wide receiver, whether it's Marvin Harrison Jr. or whether it's you know Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze from Washington, who put on a show last, didn't have any touchdowns, mm. but put yeah. on a show last night uh, for Washington. I think that this team does get better, and I think that the front office will look at the progress that Fields made this year from last year once they brought in a better offensive line, have a better defense, brought in DJ Moore, and say, well, if he bring if we bring in another top tier wide receiver, fix the center position, how much better can Justin Fields be?
3: Right. But I I just think there's a lot of quarterbacks that can do that for you. Like be that guy where you drop him into a good situation like that. Like there's a lot of guys that can do that for Mm -hmm. you. And then it comes down to all right, well are you good to just ride out the rest of Fields contract? and then kick the quarterback situation down the road? Or do you think that one of these guys at the top of the draft is a game-breaking type of quarterback? And, okay, maybe you kick the the tackle situation down the road. Maybe you, you don't need to go and, and get uh, uh, another lineman or something like that. You don't mm-hmm. need to upgrade certain parts of your roster if... You go out, and this quarterback can be something like that.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of last night, Tyler, you host Chicago's college tailgate along with Shane Norling. You guys will be on this Saturday at uh, nine a.m. previewing the national championship game between Washington and Michigan. Michigan beat Alabama, unfortunately for me. Uh, Sorry. In, oh, it's okay. In uh, I'm over it. In overtime, twenty-seven to twenty. In uh, was looked like it was good. We talked about it on Sunday. It looked mm-hmm. like it was going to be one of those. Low scoring, Big Ten, old school SEC games. Mm -hmm. There was some scoring later in the game. Alabama really hunkered down on defense in the second half. Except for the last three minutes of uh, of that drive, and then in overtime, Michigan wins. Uh, and then Washington, you know, uh, it didn't feel like it. Felt like Texas struggled in the beginning of that game, and that's yeah. kind of why Washington was able to pull away late. They didn't score a lot in this in the second half, but it was enough to get the win. Uh, and like we mentioned, Roma Dunze put on a absolute show. Mm-hmm. No touchdowns, but had over 150 yards receiving. Put on a great show uh, for his draft. I think he's moving up. He might. Might be ahead of Malik Neighbors probably on some draft boards now. But your takeaways? We only have a little bit of time. But your takeaways? Obviously, you guys will get more into it on uh, Saturday at nine a.m.
3: I want to see what it looks like when Michigan plays a real offense because they haven't played one really all year, especially an aerial offense. Like Bama could move it a little bit on the ground. I was surprised that like Bama tried to be too vertical of a team. I felt like in that Mm -hmm. game, like they were taking all those shots downfield. When your quarterback's an effective runner, he's good on more of the intermediate stuff. It seemed like all that stuff was there too, and they just kept taking these shots downfield when their offensive line wasn't holding up. What's it going to look like now when you go up against the best passing offense with the best offensive line in the country, and you're not going to get that level of pressure that you did on Alabama? Yeah, and that's why I think that this Washington team is going to win against Michigan because they seem to—I ha- think they have the formula to beat Michigan offensively because Michigan has not faced an offensive test all year long.
1: No, and I think Penix Jr. has been lights out. The dude can yeah. avoid sacks like he's Houdini back there. He like, was it's more insane. mobile than
3: I remember him being earlier this season. And he
1: just continues to deliver, whether it's in the clutch, whether it's early yeah. in games. like He was all over the place in that game yesterday, and you've just seen it time in and time out that like he's going to be a first-round pick. Like I don't think there's yeah. a, there's any any chance that he gets out, that he gets out of the first round. I think even with the injury history, but he played obscenely well. Yeah, and I think
3: that with, with Washington too, they've just been so situationally good all year. In those big moments, they come up with the big plays. You saw it on the final drive there defensively. You saw it all game offensively. I think they're going to be really tough to beat with that.
1: All right, thank you for listening. If you missed any part of the show, you can get it on the ESPN Chicago app. Chris and I will be back tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. We'll also be in with Carmen and Yurko starting at noon. We now take you to coverage of Northwestern and Illinois on ESPN Chicago.
0: This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago at and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.